Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of BBB Presents. Now, I know you're used to another introduction, but this is a very special episode. Today, I'm joined again by Mike Dawson, our Vice President of Communications, Bethany Eckstein, Senior Copywriter, and Dustin Bingaman, who's the Senior Graphic Designer. And of course, yours truly, Sarah Kummer, Public Relations Specialist, but you guys are probably tired of hearing my voice by now. So, I am joined by so many people today because we are celebrating Mike's retirement. Mike has been with Cincinnati BBB for over 16 years, and he's been in the marketing and communications world for over 40 years. So I just wanted to chat with Mike and Bethany and Dustin to talk about our favorite Mike moments and stories, because there are just so many. We could talk here for hours, and just what he's looking forward to going into retirement. So Mike, Bethany, and Dustin, thank you so much for joining me today. Looking forward to it. Good morning. (laughs) Nice to be here. (laughs) So, Mike, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um, I have 10 days left, so uh, that's kind of odd feeling. Do you have a calendar that you're just slowly marking it or marking it down with each day? No, I keep marking my head all pictures of staff members. On our <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I have to give that to somebody. They will have to keep up the tradition of marking an X on somebody's head when they leave. <laughs> solemn, weird tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if it works, it works. (laughs) So I'm sure you get asked this question a lot, but what are you most looking forward to into retirement? Well, I plan to spend more time in Colorado. Mm -hmm. We have a new grandson out there. What's his name? Uh, Cypress Wolfgang Dawson. Nice. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back into playing music with my friends listen to a lot of records, and I'm sure my wife Pam has a list of things for me to do before I can do anything. <laughs> I hope one of the first things you do together is make the macaroni and cheese. The four and cheese. bring it here? Yeah, <laughs> after you retire. The best macaroni and cheese in the world. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> when, you, when you come back to visit uh, about a week after you leave. <laughs> bring it, okay. <laughs> you guys will laugh when I come walking in with it. <laughs> oh, and then we're going to eat the entire pan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. You've, I mean, you've obviously worked here for a while. What has been your one of your favorite BBB campaigns that we've ever done? Uh, well, it has to be earned it. Uh, I think that was the most uh, ambitious undertaking uh, to complete a, or to actually develop a complete campaign in-house and then work with uh, PPS on the production and the post-production. Uh, the, the production values are, are really good. It's a strong message, and it's been working for over five years. Nice. What has your been, um, Dustin and Bethany, what have your favorite campaigns been? I would have to agree. Like, Earned It is by far the one that we've worked on together the most, and it was really fun to see it kind of come together from the storyboards, and you know, it was Bethany and I's first big production. It, it was cool to watch it evolve and how we changed it the next time we got to do it. And it's just been a fun five years, and it's sad that, that it's about time to move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, like Dustin said, it was, it was my first experience in the commercial making world and advertising in general, cross-platform. I feel really nostalgic about it, and it was good. It was a really good campaign. I'm glad, that, I'm glad we had that before you left. You know, I'm glad we got to do that one big, big campaign. I was just going to say, it kind of hit me how weird this is going to be <laughs> without, without you here full time. I mean, I, I've only worked with you for a little over a year and a half. I know you both have worked with him for over, what, six, seven years? Yeah, it'll be eight for me come April. Yeah, seven wow. for me. 
oh, this is going to be, su- it just hit me. <laughs> Weird it's going to be, and I'm sure it's going to be super bizarre for you both too. <laughs> Bethany, what is your favorite memory of Mike? Oh boy. I guess one of the many. <laughs> um, we once did this internal campaign. The purpose of it was to talk about tech failures that happen in, um, you know, in the corporate world. And um, our team decided to do something about um, GPSs that go when GPSs <laughs> kind of um, mm-hmm. turn against you. So we we filmed Mike following his voice activated GPS all around the city, walking around, getting increasingly shambled and stressed, try to get to a meeting only to find out that it was set to walk instead of, um, or set to drive instead of to walk. And um, in the making of this, it, we got the chance to use makeup to make him look really funny. And we mail ordered a tumbleweed <laughs> and had it <laughs> come following him out of an elevator. The whole thing was absurd. And Mike did it with such um, such commitment to the role. I was going to say grace, but I don't think it was anything graceful. <laughs> it wasn't that graceful. It was fun. It uh, was fun. It was very fun. It was fun. That was yeah. definitely a, just a fantastic memory with Mike. I wish I was here for that, but that was pretty early on. Just a couple years ago. Yeah, it was probably around 17, I think. Yeah. yeah. Dustin, what about you? What's one of, one of your favorite memories? I think... When we started construction on the new office space, um, we were still down in the Macy's building, and Mike and I would come down and make staff videos for to update the staff on how the construction was going. And so we just took it upon ourselves to make them funny for only us and not really <laughs> tell anyone else what the jokes were. Um, so we, we got to keep that going for, I mean, it took months to get the space together. And... Um, Every single one of those videos, Mike would act surprised to see me in the room. Um, so it was very funny every time. And I don't know that anybody ever caught on, but it, it was really enjoyable to do. And we did one for the parking garage, too, which Mike drove the wrong way up. And it was just spirals. So the video <laughs> was just sickening to watch. And, uh, Everyone was dizzy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, this isn't really a memory, but it's something that I'll think of whenever I think of Mike for the next you know, how long I live. And it's that um, Mike has this rule that I heard the first day I got hired, and it's that there's no crying in his office. <laughs> it kind of like a league of their own when Tom mm-hmm. Hanks goes on this whole, there's no crying in baseball, there's no crying in baseball. Mike says that to all of us, men and women, when we get hired because there's no crying in Mike's office. And it, I mean, it comes close. Advertising is an intense <laughs> industry. <laughs> yeah, it does come close. Not an easy task. <laughs> It's just I don't deal well with it. <laughs> I think I was almost there one time early on, and I like my t- my eyes started to like well up a little bit, <laughs> and you the look on your face was just petrified. Like, what do I do? Oh my god! What? How do I deal with this? What? So then I just ran away. Yeah. <laughs> he had already taken the the cattle prod home. He didn't know what to do. <laughs> started with um, oh gosh, um, I can't think of her name now. The uh, person that you replaced. Uh, why am I drawing a blank anyway she came into my office she was taking a new position and before she could say anything she just broke down in tears and I'm going oh this isn't good oh crap (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I think we've all been there at one point Mike do you have any favorite memories of yourself or anyone here oh I have a lot of good memories here yeah I think I think uh, I never woke up one day regretting coming in 
Wow. I mean, it was just always look forward to it. I've had the ability to work with some really smart young people, and that's been good. That's been good for me. Um, I think some of the memories are around the events that we do here, mm -hmm. our holiday parties, uh, the potluck, uh, Thanksgiving lunch, uh, things like that. Those, yeah. are, those are the good memories. Uh, moving here, there were some funny things, as Dustin alluded to. And, mm -hmm. uh, um, but, yeah, th those were the good things. Mm -hmm. I'd like to add our... Um our years-long tradition of record swapping to my oh, favorite yeah. memories. Oh, yeah, years. <laughs> What's been a favorite record swap? Oh, God, there's been so many. Yeah. <laughs> Probably hard to pinpoint. I mean, I think there have been hundreds of albums yeah, swapped yeah. back we, and we forth. Yeah, we kept it up for, for years now, and I would say on average at least four to five records every couple weeks. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't keep a good list. I didn't either. I just know I, I've, I've exhausted my collection. <laughs> so I have to go buy some more albums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's going to stop after retirement. We're still going to see you around the office with albums. Well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, something I wanted to ask you is what are some of like the big epic fails that you've seen? Because like Bethany said earlier, <laughs> Advertising and marketing is intense. <laughs> and I'm sure that not everything has gone according to plan. So can you think of anything that has just epically failed? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than one. Yeah. Where do you want me to start? Um, I think the, the biggest one was um, uh, there was a woman here, Trish Safakis, and she wanted to uh, buy a memorial tree in Eden Park, which would have the BBB branding. I thought that's a cool idea. Though a tree's going to be around forever. Kind of like sponsor a tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, I usually prepare for pitches and, and have good comebacks. Uh, I wasn't prepared for uh, that when I was talking to our CEO. It basically came out, "Hey, I want to buy a tree," and <laughs> she didn't buy it. <laughs> just, just how you said it. That's funny. <laughs> and uh, uh, during. Uh, my period of, uh, in an advertising agency, I had a client in Columbus, and we were charged with uh, designing the corporate holiday card. Mm -hmm. That is a royal pain in the butt. Don't ever do that. Just, oh, yeah. Just, if someone says, I need you to design a, a corporate um, holiday card, run, <laughs> because it just never works. And the agency came up with three or four different really funny designs and some serious designs. And each time I would go into the VP of marketing and I would present it and he goes, I just, I don't like it. Okay. And uh, you have to come back and give feedback to your writers and your art directors. And the best I could do is he doesn't like it. <laughs> so we had this one and finally I just, I just looked at uh, John Meyer, who was a mentor and a very good man. Um, uh, I said, John, I don't get it. What's wrong with it? He goes, Really nothing. I just don't like it. And I said, well, what do you want us to do? He said, I want a holiday card. So we came back, and it was just a blue card with happy holiday on it. <laughs> and it was just the most generic thing I think I've ever seen. And he liked it. He did. Oh, my gosh. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, talk about frustrating. The client is always right, even when they're wrong. <laughs> eh, I'm not so sure of that. <laughs> uh, on paper, they are always right, yeah. even when they're wrong. Yeah, yeah. What were your some what were some of your favorite things about working with Wendy's as your client? Because I know that was like a big part of your career. Yeah, that was. Um, oh gosh, that's been so long ago. Um, I did go to Hamburger College. <laughs> okay, let's talk about that. 
Well, I, if you worked on the marketing for Wendy's, whether you were in the marketing department or with the agency, you had to uh, attend Hamburger College, which at that time was uh, in Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to make hamburgers. Uh, also, since you were the not really going into operations, you always got the really crummy job, so you'd have to clean out the uh, grease trap. That's disgusting. Ooh. And then... Um, the hamburgers were padded daily, so you'd have to clean this big machine that made all the little rectangular um, hamburgers. But uh, that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The um, uh, I got to meet R. David Thomas and ride the, the Wendy's bus with him, and he had a very interesting philosophy uh, uh, about the role of marketing, mm-hmm. and I took that to heart. Uh, He had said the role of marketing is to get the consumer to the front door. It's operations to get them to come back. So if we can get them to the front door and the product's good, then they'll come back. Cool. Yeah. um, I know why they have chili. Okay. (laughs) You You ready for this? Sure. They estimate how many people come in and they drop the hamburger patties then. Okay. So if they have a few left over... They would put them in a pan, and at the end of the day, they would uh, make their chili and let it cook. And their chili's really pretty good. Why Why aren't the burgers circles? You know, I really don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't think I was allowed to know that. <laughs> top secret. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, limited access to the, <laughs> to the top secret uh, Wendy's stuff. I, uh, I worked at Wendy's, and I also don't know why oh, no. they're square. Um, Maybe th- to be different. Yeah, I think... Honestly, I think it might have something to do with how evenly, like, it cooks. Oh. I think it has something to do with that. Or just, like, the grill. Maybe it's, like, for efficiency, like, the shape of the yeah. spatula. I don't really know. Well, that does make sense. I can just take a crack at it. But I worked very briefly, worked at Wendy's. It's and I, they never told me. <laughs> Marketing crossover. I know where we're going for lunch after this. <laughs> Sounds all real good. <laughs> what have been some things that you've learned while in the marketing world? Oh, gosh. It's been so much. Yeah, I mean, I, the thing that I liked best about what I've done in my career is that it's, I've always been on an educational trip. Whether it's a new product, a new company, uh, you learn something new with each client, uh, and you really get to know their industry and their consumers. Uh, I've always found that fascinating, and, and, and I always look forward to you know, learning something new. Mm-hmm. I like how we go from asking why the Wendy's patty is square, not circle, into a like a deep question. <laughs> it's about right. Yeah. It's about right. And it's exactly how every brainstorming session has ever gone. Yeah. It goes from, um, like here, a here's just a funny story to, <laughs> wait, that might we might be onto something here. It's on brand. Yeah. <laughs> I like as a team how we always. I like the phrase, work smarter, not harder, and I truly don't think we've ever done that once. (laughs) We always go about doing something like the hardest way Mm -hmm. as opposed to thinking about it (laughs) and doing it. Like one of my favorite things is that when we started the podcast, I'd recorded it over a phone call, and we had no idea that now we do, I mean, we're in person here, but now I do it over Zoom and I could record the audio through there. Like why why, why did we not do that, like the first thing? You know, and hearing Mike talk about how advertising was in earlier days, you know, in the, (laughs) you've been doing this for uh, over 40 years, 
over 45? Over 40. Oh my gosh. Okay. See, in the earlier days, this like the crazy route that had, oh yeah, people had to take, professionals had to take to get things done. Oh yeah. It was a lot different before the computers. A lot of people, uh, it took a lot more people to run an agency. Yeah. Uh, before the computers came in and took away some jobs. Uh, you would have coordinators, you would have uh, art directors, and uh, you would have businesses that uh, typesetting, and all of those kind of disappeared once the computer became the mainstay for, for marketing firms. Well, wouldn't the art director be like in the room with you guys, and then they would just quickly draft something up, and now we have computers? Well, what they would do... Uh, after the creative brief was approved, they would go brainstorm um, the concept, come up with the concept, come up with several concepts, but they were really rough. In other words, the art director would just hand draw an image and then he would hand write in the headline that the copywriter provided. And then I would go out with those and present them to the client, go over the strategy and then make a recommendation would come back and then actually produce the ad, whether it be print or, or TV. Um, and they were very loose because you would want to have some leeway uh, to make some adjustments during the, the, the actual production or the photography. Uh, so when the computers came out, everything looked like a finished product. And so if you varied from that uh, design that you got approval from, they would question, well, that's not what I agreed to. And you're going, well, yeah, it is. It's just we made a slight change to actually try to make it better. <laughs> you know, over the past year, I just thought, um, over like the next few days, you have 10 days left. Can you wear your Christmas tie one of these days? <laughs> oh, I love that tie. You, it only comes out once a year, and it didn't come out last year. <laughs> no, it didn't. I'll I tell you what, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Score. That tie's the best tie ever. Really sending them out on a high note. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know us. Do you have any, like, general advice for to give to our listeners based on your experiences in the marketing world? Well, this is the advice I've, I think I've given all of you, and that is to become a really, really good listener. Uh, too often people want to talk rather than listen to what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And therein lies the difference between getting something accomplished that's good and not, uh, not accomplishing something. So I'm a big fan of that. And I'm a big fan of rehearsal for presentations. Are you sure? <laughs> they, I make them do it. I do it. How, how often <laughs> has your rehearsal matched your presentation? <laughs> Here in yeah. 16 years? Yeah, and in execution. How, how many times have those I matched up? I can answer up? that. Not once. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> let's, let's look at the transcripts and see. Um. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do go off uh, script. <laughs> but it's still good to rehearse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do, you do get um, a rehearsal out to, to make sure that you you burn through any uh, maybe mediocre examples so then when you give your real presentation, you, you know the better ones. This right. is true. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite things is just seeing Mike wander through the office. You know that like he's done with work at the beginning of the, not the beginning of the day, but like at the end of the day, you know he's completely done or he's zoned out and you just see him take laps 
and just walk and talk around and everyone, and that's what I'm going to miss the most. <laughs> the sound of pen clicks coming, <laughs> trailing behind him. You, you, you always know where Mike is because he has a pen in his hand. <laughs> that's to give people enough time that they can hide whatever they don't want me to see. Warning. It's <laughs> actually a very elegant solution. <laughs> I see computer screens change. And Go, going back to uh, the presentation just briefly, just because it, it reminded me, there is one example that you use in almost every presentation, and it is a rental car company. Oh, oh number two. Number two, yeah. The one in Kentucky? No, no, no. It was. This is an old campaign, uh, but it's a really, really good one. Back in the, I guess it would be back in the 60s, uh, Hertz was the number one rental car company before, I mean, way, the next competitor was far uh, surpassed by them. And um, Avis came on board and they wanted to do a new campaign. They realized they couldn't take Hertz one-on-one -on -one and try to uh, uh, gain positioning on them. So they looked at what they really had and what they were. They were a very good rental car company, but they were always going to be second. Mm -hmm. And so their campaign was, um, uh, I'm trying to think about the exact word, and I'm not going to get it exactly, but we're Avis, we're number two, roughly. Mm -hmm. And it actually uh, was a great campaign, and they really gained a lot of market share on that. I but it was that. just that the, the ability to realize what your position is and, they were, and, and take advantage of it. Yeah. I'm sure somebody was in that room listening really hard, <laughs> and they, they raised their hand and said, but we're, number but we're number two. <laughs> no, yeah, Dustin's right. You bring that up all the time to remind us that it's important to have self-awareness about our own brand. Be realistic. Yeah, and just everything, even, you know, even when you're, you're fluffing it up for advertising, you still have to have some realistic perspective, um, and I think it's important yeah. to... And also having fun along the way. I don't think I've ever laughed more <laughs> than on the job. <laughs> well, you work a long time. Mm -hmm. So you might as well do something that makes you happy, makes you smile, uh, gives you a reason to get up and do something. How long have you had your morning routine for? So you, because you wake up and you go on a walk. Oh, oh gosh. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, walking since I couldn't run anymore. So uh, I stopped running, I guess I was in my mid-50s. Yeah. So I would run in the morning and then go to work. Now I walk and then come to work. Is that still going to trickle on into retirement, you think? Yes, but not so darn early. <laughs> <laughs> Especially as fall comes up. You can you can sleep in a little bit. Yeah, 515 is a little rough sometimes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and I'm sure that you're excited to spend time with Claire, too. Yes, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all going to be good. Who's Claire? Oh, my granddaughter. Yeah. <laughs> she lives really close to here. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice thing. Well, Bethany and Dustin, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, it was a blast. Yeah, thank you. And Mike, one, thanks for agreeing to do this episode with me. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, I and, hope it turns out all right. <laughs> and two, you know, we're going to miss you dearly. We know, you know, Cincinnati BB will never be the same. Um, we know you're going to be wandering around the office well after <laughs> retirement, but it's still not going to feel as right. Yeah, well, thank you. I'm going to miss all, everyone. We're all going to miss you. Best boss we've ever had. Oh, thank you. That's why I'm getting out before they change their minds. <laughs> Get out while you can. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm Sarah Kemmerer with your local Better Business Bureau, and I will talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening to this episode of BBB Presents. Until next time, connect with BBB Cincinnati on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to check out local businesses and do your part by leaving reviews at BBB.org.